I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is the Beyond the Mouse podcast, the podcast for all things Disney, for NPR Illinois Community Voices, and for the Front Row Network. I'm your host today, Craig, joined by my two wonderful co-hosts. I'm going to start with Ms. Vanessa Ferguson first, because Brett's kind of the man of the hour here. So, Vanessa, how are you? I am good. I have all the questions for Brett today. I have many things that I am unsure of, which will be nothing new for many listeners to know. But today I am especially clueless. So I hope Brett's ready to answer all oh my boy. questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get ready, Brett. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. also the thing in the that you're hearing in your maybe right ear, because I don't know that your mic works still in the left ear, but that is Brett Rutherford. How are you, sir? Oh my gosh. Hello. Good. Oh, I am good because I am back from a quick trip to Walt Disney World. Mm-hmm. That's right. So today is going to be a fun, uh, sort of more loose episode. What we're going to do is we're going to talk all things Fantasmic, and then we're going to maybe hear a little bit more about Mr. Rutherford's trip because somebody has a birthday this week, although this isn't the birthday episode. I will tell people that now. <laughs> We will be celebrating Brett's birthday again here in the relatively near future. But I know that you also had an experience that I want to talk to you about in this recent trip. And then, you know, we never got a chance back in October to talk about your trip on the Disney Wish. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that, too. So this is going to be like new shows coming back to Walt Disney World. But then it's also going to be a little bit of a trip report, too. So let's get right into it. And now it's time. It is the best time to talk about Fantasmic. All right, Brett. That was great. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Only slightly jealous because for the last four years that we've been podcasting, you have told me two things. One, I need to go to Disneyland. And two, that Fantasmic in Disney World is awful. And so I was kind of jealous that you of all the people get to go and experience Fantasmic, it's almost like, I almost felt like, Brett, you didn't deserve it to be able to go see Fantasmic before the two of us. Hmm. Vanessa, what do you think? Well, I I have a question. Mm -hmm. So if I have seen Fantasmic live, it would have been as a child. Otherwise, Mm. I've seen bits and pieces online when I was trying to decide whether to go see it. Also, Brett, Brett has this way of being like, the little angel and the little devil on your shoulder when you're making Disney plans. And it's like, <laughs> should I go see Fantasmic? There's Brett. Don't do it. Don't watch it. So anyways, I did not uh, end up seeing it live in my adult life. And so Craig, I'm wondering if, if you have seen it and, and if you enjoy it, cause I know Brett does not, did not like it previously. I will say that, of course, uh, listeners, fair listeners, you know that I have not been to Disneyland, so I'm not judging it on other Fantasmics that might be out there, but I did go and see it. It was one of the first shows that I really got a chance to see back in 2012 when I went as like a a Disney adult for the first time, and I just absolutely loved that show. I mean, yes, it was dated in parts for sure. The Pocahontas part uh, was quite long for the show, the movie that it ended up being, but I love the idea of like going along with Mickey on this dream and getting these nightmares and getting to see all these wonderful characters. And I got to tell you, the music for Fantasmic 
is just outstanding. But that's where I was on Fantasmic. I was like, I was waiting for it to come back. And actually, we thought maybe even in March, we were going to get a chance to see it this year, because they had initially announced that Fantasmic would be coming back in 2022. We just didn't know that it was going to be November of 2022, back when they made that announcement in 2021. I think that, that way they made that announcement um, at the Destination D23, if I remember correctly, Brett, that Fantasmic would be returning in 2022. I think so, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anyway, Brett, you were there. Mm-hmm. You got to see this show a couple there. of times. And so yes. let's hear some rapid reactions here from rapid you, reactions. Sir. Okay, well, yeah, we've we've made it abundantly clear that that in the past, Disney World's Fantasmic paled in comparison to Disneyland's Fantasmic. Okay, now I will say this: just as Disneyland is a different sort of park than Walt Disney World, any part of it, I will say the same with this Fantasmic because I went in. Um, hoping for a better update and that's what we got i i was you know i was uh i was cautiously optimistic you know i mean vanessa i tried the turkey leg and you know that did not go well so this is kind of like the turkey leg of shows am i gonna like it am i not gonna like it as it turns out i did because i'm like going well i went on opening opening night for guests and okay honestly (laughs) okay when they they were there was a media preview night the night before Mm -hmm. and and you know i mean people were live streaming the brand new show before guests got to see it which that's kind of becoming the norm and it just makes me slightly upset i'm like going the guests deserve this so when it rained out part of the way through the, the preview night, I was um, disappointed. You were not disappointed. disappointed. I no, was, well, weren't. I was so disappointed for those, you know, people and for a cast. Can you imagine, you know, that would be sad. That would be sad. But as a park goer and park lover, I'm like going, ha ha, we get to see the actual premiere all the way through. So a, a little bit of behind the scenes. So I got there really <laughs> kind of early. I know this is rapid fire. This is but the this most is me, rapid so. Brett as ever. I know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So I, I went to Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, excuse me. No, I went to Sunset Boulevard because that's where it is. And I'm like going, there were, there seemed to be lots of people just, you know, mulling around and kind of waiting and, but, but I'm like going, I go to the park so early in the day, is this normal? Or is this, does it look like people are waiting for the long awaited Fantasmic return? I kind of thought it was more of the latter, but I'm like going, let me go get the official response. So I went to the guest experience people, the people with the, under the blue canopy, little blue umbrellas to get the real answer. So I asked them when, what time people are going to line up for a Fantasmic. And they said, we don't know. Now, I'm kind of thinking that they knew and that they were not being forthcoming with the information because I think it was somewhat of a fluid situation. So from an operational standpoint, I can understand their lies, but um, from <laughs> <laughs> but from a guest experience, I'm like going, give me a little bit of a clue. But anyway, so I'm like going, so I kind of hung out for a while. And then I would go on a little 
walk um, and then you know kind of get a little bit closer to the uh, the the phantasmic queue area and eventually it, you know every it was clear a line was forming and i lucked out was kind of at the op the beginning of that line so i'm like going okay so they had everyone get off this get off the sidewalks and into the street and if you've seen any of the pictures it became a sea of phantasmic people waiting to see this so yeah so anyway so but okay i know this is supposed to be rapid fire sorry um so we get it was a little bit before a mm, little bit before six a little bit before six when we started entering the theater uh and it and i mean and it filled up really really quickly so you know and that's like you know ten thousand people and from what I understand, oh yeah, so the line, the word on the street, literally, the word on the street was that that all of all of Sunset Boulevard was was full, and it wrapped around and went all the way back to Crossroads of the World, which was at the entrance of the park. So that's where, yeah. So yeah, so that's where there were that many people waiting to see Fantasmic, and there were two performances. So I went to the eight o'clock uh it was wonderful um after when the show was over there was a standing ovation for i don't know how many minutes but i guess that they counted it because i spoke with a, a friend of a cast member and said that they were clocking that thing so they could fill the report out they were you know the standing ovation for five minutes or 10 minutes or 27 minutes anyway now i think it was closer to 10. Four, really and and then so they you know, everyone stood up at the end of that and then they turned around and they acknowledged um the tech staff and also there were a lot of the creatives there tons of creatives like every i from what i understand from this cast member uh is that all of the creatives responsible for the show were there to see that so the energy was great so it's like an, i mean it was an opening night so um so you know there was a i don't think that really colored my opinion um, I just say that I enjoyed it um, as much as I'd hoped to, and even more a little bit. So that's my rapid response. Mm. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> well, but, but what's interesting is you said that as much as you hoped to. I wanted to. Yeah, I, I wanted I to. I saw the reaction. Not a turkey leg experience. I'm like going. I well, okay. I wanted to like the turkey leg, but that just didn't happen. But I but, saw your um, reaction video and it confused me because you seemed awfully jolly and happy, and I was like, does this guy really? Want I did. I did. I did. Because I'm like going. Uh, there was less Pocahontas. <laughs> like going, why are they, you know, why are they in the mountain? You know, I'm like going, it was just, it confounded oh, me for years. <laughs> I'm like going, and then they would, you know, go back to the mountain and sing another part of the song and all this. It's really interesting, the staging, because of the, because of the setting that they created for this. Um, I, I always say that one of the main reasons I like Fantasmic for is the scale. Um, and that you feel so small and in an audience of 10,000, you feel big. And then there's this big mountain in the back. So it's just like a different, it's very, it's a, just a very different show just because of the, the setting and, and that. So, but yeah, so, um, I like the new additions, I guess it was, they got rid of all they Pocahontas is in it. Yay. You know, and I, she's part of the hero section, I guess. So that sort of took 
rather than just have 27 minutes of Pocahontas, they now have, you know, I don't know, a number of minutes of with a number of, of Disney um, heroes. So uh, that was really good. That was good. It's a different show. It really is. It is kind of apples and oranges or I don't know, or we're comparing different to, types of apples. But compared to know. Disneyland, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's different. Okay. It's just, it's just different. Because so, soon yeah. I want to get into how it compares to the old show, the old version. Well, I came, I saw this twice and I had only saw the other one once in 1927. Well, oh, 1990 wow. something. Anyway, <laughs> so only once. Cause I'm like going, nah, but I saw I, it twice. I do enjoy the addition as well. And I, I guess this is a hard question for maybe you to answer Brett, because it had been in the nineties that you had seen the uh, previous iteration, but other than the hero section, I'm wondering about like, of course we have so much better technology now, as far as uh, mapping on the water, especially things with like World of Color, where they've really started to do that. Ri uh, was it Rivers of Light? Is that the name of the uh, show that went away from Animal yeah. Kingdom as well, where they did a lot Aww. of uh, putting the mapping on the water? And so I'm wondering if that looked like really crisp or, or how did that look? The, do you um, think there that there was really... technological improvements from that standpoint, I guess? I think so. I think the, the, uh, the missed screens... Um, there that's great that technology has improved and i think that uh that was evident i didn't there weren't as many projections like on the mountain like as there are at disneyland at least that, that i can recall um but there were other uh updates i guess or um yeah it was that part was better so but it had been a while since i'd seen the first one you know Oh, yep. okay. Because I was going to ask, well, maybe Craig, maybe you can answer this then. Do you think, did it seem like in watching the, I'm assuming you watched the new, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. did, are they using a lot more projections on water than they had previously? Or is it about the same? Honestly, it seemed like it was kind of similar. The I mean, same, clearly yeah. the projection had changed because the, you know, the whole hero section and like having Moana and having the frozen characters and everything else. Um, but it did seem similar. And that's why I was wondering what from Brett's perspective, uh, the technology, because when you're watching it through a phone or you're watching it through a live stream or even some of the more produced videos that have come out from since then, it's hard to kind of discern, like, does that look crisper if you're in person? But I'll say that, you know, from my perspective, someone that did enjoy the original show and I love again, and I got to mention his name, Bruce Healy is the one that wrote and composed this piece. And it is my favorite this is controversial. I'm positive this is controversial to say. This is my favorite piece of Disney Park music, period. I love mm. Fantasmic. It just like immediately it like puts me in this mood. It it does more for me than any song that has ever come up. Uh, I absolutely love you, Jordan Fisher, and I love Happily Ever After, and that probably comes in a close second. But this uh, this one for me is my favorite piece that we have. And so like I. I enjoy how they incorporated the new heroes into this. I enjoyed how they did still leave Pocahontas in there because I think that that's a nice nod, right? To mm -hmm, the sure. fact that, I mean, clearly when this came out, when they first made this show, it was, uh, the movie was coming out. This is what they wanted to really hype up. And that kind of got stuck with us for about 20 years. <laughs> but 
it was still cool to be able to see her there as well. And I know that she got kind of like this big applause, at least from the live streams that I was watching, because I think the Disney fans get it, right? I mean, we like it when, you know, you go to the mini adventures of Winnie the Pooh and you see uh, Rabbit being handed the deed by Mr. Toad. Like we love those little Easter eggs. And to me, that's what, including Pocahontas in this still was, even though maybe she's not necessarily someone that is thought of as like a person that you need to necessarily put into one of these shows. Uh, I thought that that was kind of cool. I loved the pieces. I loved the piece of Moana that they chose because to me, I I know people really enjoy how far you go or how far I'll go. Um, but I that whole like section of her like shouting, I am Moana is so powerful to me. And it really helped define that movie to me. It's such a pivotal climactic part where she's being taught by her grandma and just saying, you can do this. And then she she goes out there and belts that I am Moana. So I loved that they included that piece into Fantasmic. And I just think it's going to become a much more relatable show for like my son. When he goes and sees it, he's going to recognize a lot of these characters considerably better than he would have. Even some of those characters that came in from the 90s that he has still seen, uh, like Belle and Bee still going across in the boat and dancing and all of that. They did leave some of the old show intact, and I really mm-hmm. appreciate that as well. But Vanessa, what about you? I, I know you mentioned that you maybe hadn't seen the original version, but what about like this newer version that you've now been able to watch online? Thoughts? So I started watching the um, live streaming of the first night that got rained out. And I was watching actually with our friend, the podcast beat Bonner, and we were chatting about it and it wasn't hitting for us, but you know, it's so hard when you're watching what was probably somebody's phone streaming the show, you know, and, and so we kept writing to each other saying, I wonder if we would feel differently if we watched it live. So then, uh, because it got rained out, I gave it a set. I had to watch it again. Right. And I watched someone else who took several different camera angles and really edited it together very well. And I, I went into it going like, Oh, I have to watch this thing. Uh, 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 uh. And then I <laughs> started watching it and I'm like, Oh, there's Mickey. Oh no. Mickey's in trouble. Oh gosh. You know? And then by the end, I'm like, oh, Mickey. Sword and like I like have tears running down my face when all the characters come out on the boat and they're waving their little flags. I'm like, like, I wish Walt could see this. And like I'm having a moment watching this on on YouTube. And so I don't know, guys. I I really liked it watching the the second viewing. And I don't know. I'd probably be a mess if I saw it live. I still don't know. You probably would. Yeah. In a good way. Mm -hmm. In a good way. In a good way. I still don't know if it's enough to pull me into Hollywood Studios. I have such an Mm -hmm. aversion to that park. Oh, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? (laughs) I'm we're we're gonna we're gonna make you love it sometime. Even the stuff that's (laughs) like not Star Wars Toy Story, just the fact you're walking down Sunset Boulevard and then that's where Fantasmic is, you know, you like you're walking, you're right in front of the Tower of Terror, and then you make that yes. turn to the right, and you go back into that area where they yes. open up this huge, I mean, Brett mentioned it, 10,000 people can fit in this amphitheater. And I'll tell you, when I went the last time, now, this was, gosh, it probably was like 20, 
2016, 2017 timeframe, because in our 2018 trip, um, I don't believe that we ended up either they weren't running Fantasmic or we didn't go see it or whatever. And then, of course, from since then, it hasn't been open, but uh, it was not full at all. I mean, there was maybe a smattering of people here and there. Uh, and so I think that that also probably told Disney that they needed something, especially yeah. because they want that to be a draw to that park. I mean, there's so many people that want to be in Hollywood Studios at night now, especially with things like Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story and being able to see the uh, Chinese theater there all lit up. It's a really cool park at night because of all the neon that you get to see as well. And so to really have a, a very huge awesome show to end that night, I think is really important. Brett, you had something? Well, I think, and this is probably, I'm putting the, I'm putting the, my, my take here where it should be later, but um, it's kind of like if a nighttime spectacular is considered a kiss goodnight, this was, this wasn't just a kiss. This was like a big old smooch. It was just a have a good night, you know. Was, <laughs> like, wait, like, are you saying it was like there was tongue involved? No, I'm not saying that, Vanessa. Are you sure? I'm not saying that. I I'm feel saying like you it's, might be. It's a chef's that. kiss, as we like to a, say. You know, is the chef yes. French? Most <laughs> chefs are. A French uh, chef's kiss good night. Oh I mean, now I'm thinking of Julia Child, which I do not want to think of. Julia, anyway, following that topic. That's, no, that's a leap there, you made, so. friend. I did not yeah, think about like Julia going, Child. Oh, no, that. the French chef, I, it was just on PBS. I just watched, you know, people <laughs> okay. watching, critiquing that. So now that music's in my head. Anyway. Here, I'll help you. Yes, back to the music. I love the mix in this show. Uh, I'm, you know, and they have show yourself, which, you know, all of the music from Frozen 2 will never be let it go. I mean, I'm just going to say that it just never will. But the way it's cut uh, Yeah, no, Craig, uh, just no, this is just a no. Okay, just flat out. No. Um, and it's my birthday week. So you have to agree. Um, so well, yeah, you do. Anyway, so um, but but they do show yourself and just because you know, it comes at a wonderful time with all the heroes and all this. And I loved it. I'm like going, I loved it. It's, it's playing in my head right now. So I'm like going, I'm enjoying it again. So mm -hmm. can I ask the questions I'm confused about now? Sure. I feel like this is a natural spot for okay. me to get some clarification. So you had told me that the dragon was on the small side. Now, when I watched, I went and compare, I specifically scrolled through the YouTube video to compare dragon size and they seemed pretty much the same. Is it not? I mean, it looked pretty impressive on this the rewatch. Um, I think in Florida, they, they, they saved the money on the dragon. They didn't have the complete audio animatronic dragon like they do at Disneyland. This so were you is wings. Happy? This was wings. I wasn't, uh, let's just say I was, it, I was slightly disappointed that they didn't have a full on dragon. Like I forgot the name of it in, in California. What anyway, but, uh, but it was, it, it had wings, the wings that were spread and, you know, a head on a stick is, this is what John called it, head on a stick, um, okay. you know, well, so it so it was cool. slightly, slightly, but, you know, it, it was okay. I'm like going, I'll give you that, you know, okay, and the tugboat. I thought that yeah, the that tugboat, 
I thought, you know, the boat at the end was this teeny little thing. I And it's much bigger than I remember. And right. so that's good. I gave it a little bit of cred, but I'm like going, it is not... Again, it's not Disneyland. Sorry. And that scale right. is amazing. But you but... had me confused because I remember you saying that it was tiny. And I and then so in my memory, this was very Mandela effect. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that tugboat's tiny. Yeah, I totally <laughs> remember seeing a tiny tugboat. And it was not a tiny tugboat. It was not a it tiny. Was, it was a pretty big it was boat. Pretty, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I'm like going, okay, I get it. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. And we get to see not only the banners, those are the Barnett banners. Now, Barnett Ritchie, a little Disney history here. Barnett Ritchie uh, is, was a world famous, at least Disney World and Disneyland famous choreographer slash show director. I never was directed by Barnett Ritchie, but we did use the Barnett Ritchie banners in several parades and they were called Barnett banners. So that's a little behind the scenes sort of thing. But the banners in in both Fantasmics on both coasts are the cleanest choreography you want to see and it's kind of like it's like Barnett Ritchie who is still alive and a Disney legend she became a Disney legend in 2019 I was very happy about that um, that choreography is so snappy and so completely wonderful that it's kind of like you know don't mess with Barnett Richie, don't read, don't mess with the Barnett banners or she will come and get you and give you notes from here until ever. Yeah. So, so anyway, well, so it was good to see that. So. The portion where I am confused. Thank you, very much. <laughs> you know what oh. I think I'll transition to Vanessa, because you were talking about it and then we can start talking maybe a bit about the rest of your trips and things like that, that you've been able to experience here, Brett, because I'd love to get into that for at least a few minutes before we um, sign off and whatnot. But I, I do want to bring up the fact that this is an awful lot of live entertainment that is now back uh, that we have been missing for a long time. You know, you mentioned, Vanessa, almost daily that you love your entertainment when it comes to Walt Disney World. And while this isn't necessarily the streetmosphere that we absolutely love at Hollywood Studios and hopes uh, make a return at some point, think about all the cast members that this takes to be able to put on this show nightly. And so it's kind of great to get some live entertainment back. I actually saw something about, like, honestly, Brett, it kind of looked like your photo. I don't know if somebody stole your photo from online or something like that of the huge line of people oh, waiting yeah. to get into Fantasmic. Yeah. And it just simply said that, you know, if Disney doesn't think that people care about entertainment here, right. uh, this is showing you otherwise. And so I am really excited that a lot of the cast members get to have a home again and you get to see Mickey dancing up there and you get this nightly entertainment because, again, it's just something that like it was missing for so long. And it's like, you know, there's still a couple of things that are closed that have to do with entertainment. I guess I just have like this thing about like, why is Enchanted Tales with Belle still closed? Like what in the world? Why is that even remotely a thing? Why is it not back open again? And I think it's because it takes more cast members to put it on. And so um, they have to do kind of that cost benefit analysis of hiring another person. And so uh, it's very cool that there's so many people that get to be involved in this as well. Now, when you, you go ahead, Vanessa, your counterpoint. Let's I mean, that's that's a great point, Craig. I'm very glad you're pointing out the uh, people who play characters, uh, portray characters in the parks. But let's also not forget our live musicians, 
and singers who have not shown back up into the resort. And I'm looking at you, Grand Floridian. Where is the orchestra? Those guys and gals need to be put back to work up on the balcony because they are fantastic. Almost phantasmic, even. Almost. Better, even. No, I, I can't wait to go see this show. I don't know that I'll see it Marathon Weekend simply because I don't know what condition I'll be in. Uh, marathon weekend. I know that like some of the nights, the night that I get there, I don't have park tickets. That's out Saturday night. I'm going to bed at like eight o'clock at night. So unless they run phantasmic at like seven o'clock for me, it'll be dark by then. Um, I'll be out uh, Sunday. Hopefully I'm alive. Um, if I am, I will probably be sleeping. And then Monday, I, who knows? So I, I, I don't know if I'm going to go see phantasmic this trip or not, but I am excited definitely to take my son um, in our March trip. He's already pumped about it. We watched part of it together during the live stream that was um, cut off for the media event and just really uh, excited that it's back. Any final thoughts on Fantasmic, Brett, before we move on? You're, it's 29, a little over 29 minutes of entertainment that thrilled 10,000 people in one audience. So, it's, so right now it's 20,000 people a night because for a, a couple of weeks in order to uh, fulfill the the void that was no phantasmic, there are two phantasmics a night for a little while. And my guess it's going to be like that again when the holidays come around. Um, but, you know, you're making 10,000 people plus uh, happy each night. So I'm going to give them credit for that because, and the thing is, you know, when Disneyland it was pointed out to me from a friend that that I was at the premiere of Disneyland's Fantasmic in May, and I was at the premiere of Disney World's Fantasmic in November. And I'm like going, wow, that sounds like I have a problem. <laughs> but uh, we know, you know, just admitting it is the first, you know, thing. But uh, but I'm like going, whereas Disneyland, I was disappointed by some of the changes that they've made over the years. In fact, Craig, the the music at the end, the post-show music, they changed it at Disneyland, which oh. I'm like going, that's the iconic thing that I love. I yeah. love that music. So they kept it in Florida and I couldn't be happier. So, you know, the changes that they made in California, mm -mm, no, didn't do it for me. But the ones in Florida, oh, yes, very much so. Mm -hmm. Well, that is excellent, sir. Thank you for recapping all of that for us. Now, this recent weekend, you were also kind of celebrating an early birthday as well at yes. a particular restaurant. And I thought that, you know, we've done um, trip reports between the three of us before. So certainly if you have anything else you want to mention about Walt Disney World and this experience, we'd love to hear it. But I do think that I want to hear a little bit about the California Grill on top of Disney's Contemporary. How was that? Did you enjoy it? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's a special. Uh, it's a special 50th anniversary menu. Uh, Prefix, right? Yes, it is. So um, gulp. Um, but <laughs> but it got a 10% discount as an annual pass person. So hey, so that was a good thing. But yeah. So. Um, my friend Gary and I, I like going, gave him some options and, uh, and cause he's a cast member there and he said he'd never been to California grill. I'm like going, wow. okay, well, sure. Let's spring for that. And then when, uh, 
when I was checking in, they said, um, are you celebrating anything? Because apparently there's a lot of celebrations at the California Grill. You know, there are birthdays and anniversaries and proposals and all sorts of things. So I, since my birthday was the following week, I'm like going, yeah, I'm celebrating my birthday. So, which included cake. You know, the, the, the menu includes an appetizer, um, main course and dessert but i got an extra dessert that i got to take with me uh-huh so um great. so brett what did what was it what was the what was what were the food items like don't leave me hanging here i want to live vicariously what did you eat they were saluting um past favorites from the history of of uh the california grill and broadway at the top and everything that it's been since it opened in 1971. so um actually i had Let's see for the appetizer because you know i'm a soup person so mm -hmm. i had a crab bisque <gasps> soup that oh. the pictures are amazing i mean the presentation was just unreal i mean it was glorious and gorgeous and so gorgeous you're like how do i eat this um <laughs> just i figured it out it was soup and uh and anyway and uh but there was like a sushi trio and and Gary had the sushi trio, which you think, okay, three pieces of sushi. No, it was three. It was like one, two, three. It was like six, twelve. I don't know, nine pieces of, of sushi. Probably like three. It was rolls. like huge. It was like very. It was, it was huge. It was like it was a okay. plate of sushi, and that there were other options. Um, and then let's see, there were some fish options for the the main, which I usually have fish. But this time I had, um, it was a pork loin and mm, what's the other thing that's, <laughs> that's the fancy pork thing, but basically it's like bacon. Oh, like a pork belly? Yes, it was pork belly. Pork oh, belly. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Which was, Keep talking. You know, that was not mm -hmm. my gig. But, and what did, um, what did Gary have? <laughs> he had the, the, he had the um, filet. Oh, um, yes. Which he, he said did. was really good. Cooked medium, was really good. I hope. Yes. Oh, yes, it yeah. was medium and it was, and it looked you know, it looks like something I would eat in, and I'm, you know, and I'm like a well-done person. Yeah, I'm very well yeah. done. Thank oh, you. That's terrible. Don't, I know. I know. I'm that. sorry. That's Stop awful. it. Stop it. That's why okay, I did I not order beef. I did. Like I did need to mention something me. there, uh, dear listeners. So you also had, and you don't know this, you had a meal with uh, John Panda while you were there as well. And yes. he, oh. <laughs> uh, did you know that he was side messaging us while you were eating? And yes, he goes, I knew. He goes, uh, he goes, I'm eating with Brett. If you can call it eating, is this man an alien? <laughs> because you were not eating. Uh, well, I, I mean, people. I had, I, I wasn't particularly hungry. And actually he was, and then, you know, okay. And he said, oh, I'm buying. I'm like going, I'll have one of everything. No, I didn't have one of everything. I had, I had um, a cheesecake, but he had, um, it was, this was at, um, the commissary the abc commissary oh, okay. and he had the uh grilled cheese buffalo cheese and Ooh, what, and and chicken grilled uh -huh. sandwich i'm not saying that correctly but he said oh i can't possibly eat all of this can you add some can you have some of it and i'm not gonna have a little bit of it and then he cut this huge piece off and i'm like well, i'm not gonna finish it because i'm a slow eater and, this, and then I, we went into the whole topic. This is why Vanessa likes to eat with me because I yes. give her, you know, my, you yes. know, uh, I, I have like a couple <laughs> I mean, of bites. Oh, I'm full. I can you oh, imagine full, me so. at the, the flipping, uh, what's oh, that Oh my grill? gosh. 
Yes, but well, because I, I shared it. It had, I mean, there were like three, you know, three very large medallion pork, you know, pork loin, and then, you know, this, you know, hunk of, what was it again? Um, pork belly. Pork belly. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I'm like, mm, okay, um, didn't do it for me. So I ate almost there, one. I gave one to Gary. <gasps> I know, Vanessa. I said, I said, I said, oh, this is by Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa would have loved this. I should have I packed have. it away in dry ice for you or something. Okay, you know? okay. Dessert. So, Tell me. Hit me with it. What was it? It was, I had, there was like this five desserts. It was like five different bites from all these famous desserts that were at um, California Grill or Top of the World. Um, and they, there were two different cheesecakes and it, and, and it's kind of like, they took you from, in fact, the, the server suggested that you have this chocolate one last because it is intense. So you kind of, I went from like kind of more of a moussey one to a cheesecakey one. And then this chocolate one at the end, which, oh my gosh, it was like when you take the bite and you feel the chocolate and the sugar and the everything careening through your body. And it is mm -hmm. such a wonderful feeling. Oh, mm -hmm. that was good. So I, I, I did make the wish on my cake. It was awfully cute piece of cake. It was a confetti cake, but then it had like, you know, uh, the very special California grill touch with some more sprinkles and some more things and a little whipped cream. It was awfully cute. And uh, so I took that home with me and I had that before bedtime. But yeah, so it was a wonderful, we were, you know, up at the top and actually, um, because the sun was about ready to set, they we didn't go in the main building because you can't because the all the um, shades were down. So it's like you have a view of the shades rather than a view of of this you know the sun going down there. So we went to the opposite side, which is the Bay Lake side. So it was just kind of quiet. We were in basically this private room over there, and there were a few other people that joined my birthday party. But it was very, very nice. And it was just a, it was a little bit of a, little bit of a splurge, but I'm like, going, oh, it's my birthday. So, you know, so that. I was going to mention that, that, you know, you, you mentioned the thing about celebrating. Dear listeners, um, whenever you're at Walt Disney World, it's a celebration. So it, you know, you're rewarding yourself for some kind of birthday or something. Uh, so certainly every time you are at Disney World, make sure that you're celebrating something, whether that be an anniversary, a, a birthday, just a, just a you day. Just make sure you know they know that you're celebrating something uh, mm -hmm. every time you're at Walt Disney World. That is you my. You can even get buttons too, but you know that is that is my tip to go with that. But it looked really good. You know, the one time we've been up there, uh, it was before the prefix menu, and so we were able to just buy sushi and not have to like also get like a, a ton of other stuff. But I really enjoyed uh, that place up there. It was really mm -hmm. nice. Uh, area. It was dark by the time we had gone up there. We actually um, ended up being there around the time of the fireworks. And that would have been back in 2018, I think. But it was enjoyable. I, I liked it. I wasn't like necessarily like the people that say you have to go up there so you can see the view. And then also um, kind of in the Bay Lake Tower side and, and looking at top of the world. I, I don't know if that view of the fireworks really does it for me. I just, it wasn't something that like, I thought was spectacular. I think that I've seen, I have, I know I've seen the fireworks from like the beach of the Polynesian and I enjoyed those better than I did um, California Grill, but to each their own, I think it is still a nice spot. It's certainly a great spot to eat. And I'm glad that you were able to celebrate your birthday yeah, a little bit early, buddy, fun. because yeah. the day that this drops, I believe the day that this drops, because I always say we drop on a Friday, but I always end up posting on a Thursday. Dear listeners, it will be Brett's birthday. 
when we drop this. Aww. So happy, happy birthday, birthday, buddy. Oh, thank you. <laughs> happy birthday. So what I want you to do now, because uh, we've talked Fantasmic, we've talked your recent trip, but I want to spend 10 minutes. We're going to put a 10-minute timer on this thing. And I want to talk about your trip on The Wish. And in particular, this was your first trip on Disney Cruise Line because that big red boat you're talking about doesn't count. But I'm really glad that you were able to have this experience. And I'm just wondering if maybe you could talk about what you enjoyed from the cruise and maybe what uh, didn't necessarily live up to your expectations. If we can kind of frame it in those two sections. Okay. Hmm. Go ahead. What did you enjoy? Well, the since I have I had only been on the big red boat, which which look talk Again, about a tugboat. Count. Talk about a tugboat when you pull up to Port Canaveral and you kind of and I my jaw dropped. It did. I'm like going this this ship is huge. This ship is huge and it was just wonderful. So exciting. So the whole getting on the ship because I'm learning I'm learning about all these new things for future reference mm -hmm. and uh, so that was great it was all it was really easy and I was excited about that okay on the ship walking into because uh, I haven't been on the other ships yet can't wait to do that sometime but it does take your breath away it's just so beautiful and I understand it looks just a little different than others I guess now each ship has its own sort of theme and all of this and this one is a cinderella and wish and so it was very castle-like when you kind of go in but yet it's a ship so you know it was yeah that was cool um again things i liked um i liked that um i it's kind of you can do whatever you can do whatever you want you can do as much as you want you can do as little as you want and then there's always food and so so that was that was good i the three restaurants uh, my first night was in arendelle we were fortunate enough to be invited to the uh to the engagement party of of uh of christoph and and anna and, wow. and at the ship well, wasn't how that special nice? is that i can't that believe was, the timing were, worked out so there well. were yes and there were there were musicians there were a tree of musicians a singer percussionist perhaps a violin player and a guitar player and we listened to the the hits of the films done acoustically and with a viol you know those three musicians so that was cool um oaken is that his name you know the yeah yeah he was the oh my gosh well he was there and again this was a halloween cruise you know around the time of halloween it was in october and uh there was there was this guy that was dressed as oaken you know the i mean full-on great sweater looked like you know he had like you know you know the bushy mustache and you know and mutton chop sort of thing going on and so Oaken, he would papa <laughs> so that was so that was so funny so that was they were a hit so that was great the food was good um my where i sat was kind of off to the to the back so that wasn't my that wasn't exactly my favorite and so this was my first time with the rotational dining and um you know i i i went as a as a single person i wasn't able to get anyone to go with me <laughs> no it was fine um but uh yeah, so I was like, I, you know, 
didn't know if I was going to be talking to people around me or just being all conversational. I was looking forward to that actually. Well, no one was around talking to me. They were, there was this couple at one table and another couple and that, and there was like empty chairs in between. That was, that was the only night that I actually ate by myself, but I still had a good time. And uh, so that was cute. The, and the food was, the food was, was very good. Um, more about that later. The second rotational dining was in, um, was in 1921 and I there's a 1921 Walt and a 1921 1923 sorry 1923 Walt and a 1923 Roy um, there's just two sides but they have kind of this Hollywood in you know the 20s or kind of this Hollywood um, feel um, and then there's all these uh, different uh, I guess things from the studio that are like, you know, renderings and pencil tests and the maquettes of the different characters, all this, you know, throughout the whole, uh, the whole restaurant. So that's, you know, fun to look at too, but that was, I really enjoyed that. So I was there for, <laughs> let's see. So that was uh Halloween night. Okay. So I, I, <laughs> I already had this costume in mind that I was going to wear to Oogie Boogie. I didn't bash in California at D23 Expo. I was able, unable to go to that, but I had the costume. So, <clears throat> so Thor Love and Thunder went to <laughs> uh, 1923. It was quite a commitment. I'm like going, but I had fun. So there I was. Um, so I was there for the that night, and that was just like their regular menu, which was very good, kind of classic Hollywood sort of thing. It was I really much enjoyed that. And then the second, then the next night was the Pirates in the Car Caribbean uh, night, which we were at uh, 1923 again. So that was Pirate Night. So the people around me, I'm like, like I would say, tomorrow night I'm wearing regular clothes because I did do Pirate Night too. You know, I like a theme. You have to. Um, so yeah. yeah, so I did that. And then the third restaurant was the Marvel uh, restaurant. And I don't, I knew it was kind of PIM test kitchen and I'm like, or PIM uh, particles were used in, you know, the creation of, you know, some of the food and all this. And that was kind of some of the entertainment. And it was funny because I was thinking about when we spoke with Evangeline Lilly before Avengers Campus opened, she was not, she was unaware of PIM test kitchen. So we, you know, we broke that news to her. So, you know, hello, alert the media. We let her know about that. But she was, but, but um, the wasp was actually part of this. So the actress who portrays the wasp was aware of this, you know, new restaurant that had her family as part of the, of the theming. So, but it was actually, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought it was fun. I had a great time and the food was, was very good. Um, the things, and if you want to say the things I, I didn't, I did not like it, but I, you know, you're creating high level food for masses of people. And I think that the quality was, was very good, but nothing really kind of, oh, that was the best thing I've ever mm. had, that sort of thing. And I think that's, that could be kind of the thing when you're making so many things, but I understand that, um, that if you have, you know, um, allergies or other things, or if you're a fan of spe uh, specific foods, that the chefs will make that for you. That was, in fact, that was John Panda's uh, experience uh, when he was on a cruise. Um, uh, someone that he was with 
um, I guess mentioned something about pasta. I like, I'm just like a pasta and pesto sort of person and the chef made it for them. So, so you can be customized. So that was very cool. So, but I enjoyed it. So those were the food things, the, um, Marceline, uh, market, uh, which is kind of like their, um, buffet on the top floor had a great breakfast and lunch. And then there's other options. I mean, I mean, it's just food, food, food. So Vanessa, I, I got, I went into training because like, you know, prior to the cruise, I'm like going, I need to get ready. I need to eat, you know, mm-hmm. two, two times a day at least. And then three times a day when I'm, it's like Craig, you were like getting ready for your, your race. I was preparing for a cruise food experience. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, I kind of had to eat, eat and, and I kind of was doing the, what would Vanessa eat sort of thing. And she would. Mm-hmm have more Always things the besides most chicken tenders. She would have more things besides chicken tenders, but I, I did w- have the chicken tenders and I did Most expensive things. I will eat a steak every, whatever the most expensive thing is on really? the menu that I can find, that's what I'm having. Yeah. That's, well, they that's had how I do it too. You know what I mean? Shrimp like, and crab and all that. Yeah, I just, yeah. I did not have that. So. I feel like you got to get your money's worth, right? When those, when you're mm-hmm. doing those kind of things. And then I end up like eating like, like five filet mignons and I'm just like, oh, why did I do this to myself? So in the future, I need to not have that mentality. And you should know that like you can order multiple entrees and things like that. Now, don't waste a ton of food either. No, but you can. I had two desserts uh, every night. I did. Yeah, I, I mean, you, you can. Know, I had like, the ice cream one and then whatever the cake one was. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. Is there anything that, you know, I mean, we focus primarily on the food here, but is there anything from the cruise that didn't necessarily live up to what you had thought uh, a Disney cruise would be like. Um, Since it was all new to me, I enjoyed it all. I did lots of trivia. I was humbled (laughs) so many times. There was this, there was this, you know, like there are like some teams you kind of go, ooh, they're so good. Ooh, they're so good. Well, I was invited to join, since I was a single person, I was invited to join this uh this troop of three it was a brother sister and a and the brother's wife and i i politely declined i probably did a my are you kidding me i know this sort of stuff sort of thing and then eventually they kept asking and eventually i said yes because i want to win because they kept winning so so actually i did i i i played with them the last night and we won so so thank you to them they were theater people. It was fun. I'm like going, it was, it was in a, and I mean that in a very loving, fun way. I'm like going, Oh yeah. Theater Speaking people. of so theater, they're slightly dramatic, you know, Speaking so. <laughs> of theater, your 32nd review of the shows on the ship. Uh, let's see the opening night, sort of general Disney, very, just really, really, really good. The, 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 whatever the cruise away, it has a name. Sail away. Um, sail away. I think it was a new sail away show. And that one was really good too. give it gets everyone in the mood. Um, I saw a uh, little mermaid, which I enjoyed because it's kind of this, you know, storytelling thing. That's not, it's not what you, it was, you know, like, um, a big box with props and now we're going to put on a show sort of thing. So that was um, slightly unusual, um, but I enjoyed it because it was, you know, a very theatrical experience and the talent was awesome. Uh, the Aladdin, um, I enjoyed too. Um, I think, was it, hmm, I th- there were still some technical issues, which I'm like going, you know, this is, this is several, this is a couple of months after they opened. I'm like going, we're going to have to design this show. So we don't have that Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it takes you out of the moment. 
Um, but that, oh, it was, there was one night where there wasn't a show, but because um, Hocus Pocus 2, it was a Halloween cruise and Hocus Pocus 2 had recently premiered on Disney Plus. We did get to see it in the theater. So that was fun. I enjoyed that too. So the four experiences were really good. The projections, you know how I love that. So I enjoyed that very much. And the whole experience was great. So, well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, hopefully you'll that. get some more cruises under your belt. That would be nice. Oh my gosh. Future. Yeah, yes. absolutely. That will be really great. But it's been fun kind of recapping all of your experiences here. And then also the experience that we all got to have about Fantasmic. So listeners, please let us know what you think of the new Fantasmic. Go out there and check out the videos. and um, Or if you've been down there yourself, let us know what your thoughts are as far as Fantasmic. Are you excited that it's come back? And if you are brand new to the show, welcome. We are so glad to have you. We hope that you go back and listen to a bunch of our episodes. You can find us on any podcast platform by looking for Beyond the Mouse. And then also, of course, follow along with us on social media. You can find us on Instagram, Beyond the Mouse Pod. You can also find us on Twitter, Beyond Mouse. And then Facebook, two different places. Beyond the Mouse Podcast is our page. But then we also have Beyond the Mouse Podcast Pals, which that's where I would suggest that you go and check out because we have a lot of great people talking Disney just about all the time. And we love our patrons. So we are very excited to have launched a Patreon last month. So go and check that out as well. You can go to patreon.com slash beyond the mouse and get some instant access to basically fun stuff that we're doing. In fact, I'm going to stick around after uh, this episode is done recording tonight. And I'm going to jump on and see if anybody wants to chat uh, with just about Disney or life or whatever in that patron group. So I'm excited about the opportunities that we have with that group moving forward. But any final thoughts, Vanessa? Final thoughts. Well, I am interested by Fantasmic. I think I would really like to see it live. And I would really love to go on a cruise with all my best Disney pals because that is a fun thing and also i really want to eat with brett again which just means <laughs> eating brett's food which would be delicious at california mm -hmm. grill mm -hmm. brett any final thoughts uh, kind of when i think of the experiences i've had this year i'm like going <laughs> it's time for an intervention <laughs> but in a good way so i'm like wait no it's all about content it's all about research so i always have a reason to see disney things so very excited about that and very happy and fortunate to have been able to do so much this year i was kind of when, when it was pointed out to me that i went to the premieres of, of both fantasmics i'm like going oh wow as i said before but i'm like going and then i was thinking yeah and d23 expo and this and that and that i'm like going well, you know, I experienced these these uh, Disney uh, parks and everything, so I can share it with my friends here at Beyond the Mouse and my and my friends that are listening on Beyond the Mouse. That's why I do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't get any share of that that grill. Where California? Where was that? I know. I at? they ask if they, they ask if I wanted to, you know, takeaway box, and I'm like, and going, you should oh. have said uh, yes. I'm like going, yeah. So did yeah. you, well, this next is time. the question of the night, Brett, did you renew that annual pass or has it come up for mm -hmm. renewal yet? Oh yeah, it already did. Cause I'm like, you can't, you know, cause it goes away. So I'm like I, going, we don't want to, you know, you don't want that to happen. So yep. Go, you renew and you experience right. wonderful parks for yet another year. I had well, a little Christmas. It was good. Wonderful. Yeah. 
getting to chat with you all and uh, excited for what's to come. I know later on in November, you'll be hearing an episode with Brandon Davis and I talking to the author of a new book called The Disney Revolt. And it's all about the labor strike that happened at the Disney studios and sort of how that changed. And I'll tell you what, initially, when you hear that, you're like, oh, I wonder if this is kind of a hit piece on Walt Disney, but I'm about halfway through the book now. And I got to tell you, it is extremely interesting, the dichotomy and sort of the, the history that brought about that strike and how much it changed really the studio system and the studios moving forward. I think you would really enjoy it if you're a Disney fan. Go out and check out the Disney Revolts. And we're going to be talking to the author later on this month. I'm also getting together a group of folks that are going to talk about Marathon Weekend and prep for that. As we're recording this, it's the night of the Wine and Dine run. And so excited to hear the stories about people that have participated in Run Disney and excited to be there myself here in just a little bit, about 60 some odd days, be running a marathon down there and it'll be a lot of fun for sure. So we've got content galore coming your way. I've even been emailing back and forth with a Disney legend and uh, we will be having them on the show in the relatively near future as well. So excited for that as well. So we got lots coming up as we go towards the end of the year here, but for Beyond the Mouse, I am Craig. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Brett. And we will see you real soon in the front row. Perhaps in the front row of one of my favorite shows, Mr. Bruce Healy, Fantasmic. Yeah, I love it. I love it. <laughs>